All right, everybody, welcome to episode 29 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, the NBA draft, um, some of the NBA activity around the uh, free agency starting, and then um, just because by the time this comes out, we'll be in December, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. But first... Let's talk about what we've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, if I sound a little different or anything, if, if there's like a little bit of echo or something, it's because I'm not in my usual setup. But uh, hopefully by next week, I should be back to normal. But, uh, but anyway, um, this week I finished up playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, which is the sequel to the reboot Tomb Raider, which I think came out in 2013. I think this one came out in 2015. Um, and it was okay. I finished it up. It's... Um, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, you know, it's sort of like just an enjoyable shoot 'em up the story i don't remember any of it um and it's uh it's half open world half like pretty straightforward action like you know point a to point b uh but you can explore the world and do little side quests and pick up things and whatever um but it was okay which was a little disappointing because when i first played the reboot i loved it like i remember playing it that summer whenever it came out and I was like, holy shit, like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is such a great reboot. But then again, I hadn't played, like, the Uncharted games, which I feel like this takes a, a good bit from, like, the climbing and, and even the gun the gunplay. So, right. uh, yeah, so if you have a chance to play it, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's just a pretty straightforward action here. Um, but if you haven't played the reboot, the first one, just the straight up, the origin Tomb Raider one, I definitely recommend that one. I haven't replayed it in a while, so maybe it, it's not as good as I remembered it. But I remember being fucking blown away by it, and I loved the set pieces. But then again, like I said, I hadn't played Uncharted then, so maybe I was just kind of like, you know, I hadn't seen the the good stuff, you know, that it was... You hadn't been to on. the mountaintop. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I had the great value cookies. I hadn't had the actual Oreos. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't played any of the Tomb Raider games. I, I remember hearing good things about the first one. I didn't actually hear much about the second one, so that is yeah. probably indicative of... Yeah, just like the splash made. I think the last one is called like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I didn't hear shit about that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like I said, I heard good things about the first one, but mm -hmm. that's that's really it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So so that's what you've been playing, and you finished yes. it, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I that, but I usually don't like if it's not something that I'm playing like uh, like The Last of Us Two or something that really grabs my attention, like the Spider Man game I was playing a couple weeks ago, or I guess at this point a couple months ago. I just kind of played a little bit each day and sort of chip away at it. So this one, I right. think it ended up taking like a like a month, but only because there were some days that just I was like, you know, when I was playing Spider Man, I was like, oh shit, like I can't wait to get off work so I can play like an hour or two of Spider Man. Fuck yeah, let's right. go. But this was kind of like, oh, today I gotta go do this, and I'm just gonna do that, and I'll I'll play Tomb Raider tomorrow or or whatever, you know, what have you. Right. And so, and so that's what I've been playing, and I finished that up, and I think next, I think I'm finally getting to. Horizon New Dawn, which I got when I bought my PS4, and I've just been putting it off just because I knew I know. Uh, have you played it? Rubs hands like Birdman, bro. Uh, I, that 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 game is so good. 
Um, I'm exci- yeah, I'm excited, and and it's like an RPG, right? Which so I I sort of assumed that it was huge. Is it like takes hours and hours? Um, it can be pretty expansive. I think you could probably. So like, the thing with any open world game, so mm-hmm. like Skyrim is like the biggest, uh, like one of the biggest, right? Yeah, you can just blow through the main story mm-hmm. pretty quick if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like, the, the main storyline. Um, yes. And people will fight me and say that there's, like, oh, there's no, like, you never beat Skyrim. Suck my dick. Like, there's <laughs> there's a clear main storyline, and you finish it, so you've beaten it. Yeah. And now there's all this extracurricular stuff you can do, which is fine, but you still beat it. Um, and, by the way, Skyrim, the worst main storyline of any of those games, um, which is why I don't understand why, like, for some reason, they've remade it like 55 times. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, back to Horizon. Yeah. Um, I think you could probably blow through the main main section of story uh, pretty quick. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do think there's just a lot of like... The environment's like super good looking. And there's just like a lot of little vari- variables, I guess. Yes. Like to just like really explore and just have fun with. Um, I do... We definitely talked about this briefly because I remember telling you a specific thing mm-hmm. that about the beginning of the game. Um, and I'm not going to tell you, and I'm going to see if once you start it, you remember what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, yeah. I should start it uh, sometime this week, um, but I've, been, I've just been putting it off because I was like, I know this thing's going to take me like forever. I might even end up playing two months. I'd rather get these little ticky-tacky, like like that shitty Call of Duty game we talked about last week or, or even Spider-Man, which I know is which a Which I now own. Oh, you you got it. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I have a game sharing thing with another friend of ours, and so he was like, I, I wanted it, and so he got it, and so now <laughs> I have it. But uh, so I, I'm not super thrilled, but I'm uh-huh. probably still gonna end up playing it. Yeah. And so yeah, so I was like, I know this is gonna take forever, so I'm just gonna hold it off and just wait until I have nothing else, and then just start that and give it like full, like not feel like. Oh my gosh, you're not going to finish this quickly because I have like three or four or five games after this. It's like, no, just straight up, just like this one and only this one for the next two months. Yeah. It, I, I remember it being very good. I never played the DLC. I like the version of the game I bought had the DLC with it. And I just, for some reason, like once I finished, I was like, you know what it is? I think, I think DLC like that probably works really well if you play the game when it comes out and mm-hmm. then are the type of person that's willing to go back to it. Because my problem is, is like, I, I played the game well after it had already came out. Like I mm-hmm. said, I had the, like, game of the year version that has the DLC with it. Yeah. So, like, I finished the game, and I feel like, obviously, when you finish a game, they want it to feel mostly wrapped up. You know right. what I mean? They're like, this is, like, nice and neat and packaged. Yeah. And so, like, and also, if you're playing through the main storyline, like, there's always, in any story, you know, there's going to be, like, a, you're going to, like, kind of grow, and then you have this giant climax, and then just, like, a little wind-down. Yeah. And then, like, after the wind-down, I don't want to go jump into some other, like, Half random bullshit. One. that right. right, right. So, like, it's... And the thing is, the DLC might be great. There are DLCs that don't feel half-baked, that feel like legitimate expansions, but, like... Jumping you... into it right after you gave me the climax and the the wind down, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just doesn't feel right. Did you did you play the Last of Us one, the first Last of Us um, downloadable content? I did yeah. not. I did so not. it's it's I liked it because 
like you said, it's not a separate story. It's not like a like a little mini new game. It's um it's like a two it's it's a half and half game. So like half of it is like you are playing as Ellie. You play as Ellie the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you play the first like half of it as Ellie when she was like right before she met Joel and she was like with a friend in a mall in an empty mall mm-hmm. and you sort of get to see her as, as a as a kid like as an actual child. And then the other half is when Joel gets hurt and he falls like on some rebar and she has to get penicillin for him. Mm-hmm. And I think in the game she's just like here I found it, and then I found the penicillin, and then in this one you see her go to like some sort of I think it, I get I think actually think it's another mall too, but it's like a an empty one, and she right. finds penicillin, but there's like motherfuckers there she has to kill right. So it's a short. It's yeah. like I think it ended up taking me about two hours for the whole thing, but it is a nice thing because then you it fills in the cracks be, you know before Ellie before we met her as a child with this girl who I think she has a crush on, and then also you see her as. You know, in the story, it fills in that little extra mission in the story. Right. So it's like kind of like how the it feels like they sliced out a little chunk that maybe was in was probably slowing things down, and then they maybe sliced out something that they always wanted to do but didn't know where to fit, and then just made it into a DLC. Yeah, and it's weird because that's always like a a love hate thing. Well, mostly hate for a lot of people, but like when you cut something and you leave it on the like on the cutting room floor, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll charge you for this later. Like, people get, like, super upset about that. It's like, well, you could have just fucking left it in, and I could have had it for the same price because you already made it. You know true. what I mean? True, so true, it's true. Like, and, and, yeah. and this, <laughs> there was a, there's a recent leak of, uh, like, Capcom's upcoming releases. <clears throat> and um, Street Fighter's, like, their cash cow, one of their cash cows. And, like, Street Fighter Six is supposed to come out in, like, 2021 one or 2022 like and then it's like super street fighter 6 in 2023 and then ultra mm-hmm. street fighter 6 in 2024 <laughs> and it's like bro you already have it planned out like and the thing is they've done it since like street fighter 2 they've had like street fighter super street fighter turbo street you know what i mean like yeah they've done it over but for some reason just like seeing it planned out like that just feels so much worse <laughs> like yeah, it's like, like at you least know before you could be like it's a spur of the moment like we decided we have more content we want to add but it's like nah you already planned on this like, yeah you built in you could have easily squeezed them both into one right but you're like nah i'm gonna just keep releasing these because the thing is is those for those you can if you buy regular street fighter you can like use dlc to upgrade to super street fighter but yeah. they also sell Super Street Fighter as a new $70 title. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like they, in Ultra Street Fighter a year later, will be a new $70 title. Um, so it's, it just feels disrespectful. But as far as the DLC thing goes, sometimes they're, like, really well done. And other times they just kind of feel like a money grab. Yeah. Um, and I never played Horizon, so it may be good. But, like I said, just the way the story, like, goes. Like, right after you finish the main storyline, you're not, like... All right, I'm ready to go jump into something new. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. deliberately designed to feel like a closure. You know what I mean? Like this is a fun, like a f- ending, and then it's like, but here you go, and it's like, well, I don't want to do that now because I just had an ending. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like I just saw the credits. Why would I want like a little, like I don't know, like a boosh boosh of just like like half flavor thing? And it's funny because I actually, you know, when I finished the Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, there was one in the main menu that was like, you know, a couple of missions, Laura's mansion or something like that, which I guess were the DLC. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, I looked at it and I was like, I don't want to play this shit. And I just turned it off. I was <laughs> like, like, I don't want to play this shit. Peace I out. I finished the game. I got my credits, what I, which is what I always want. And I'm done. Like, uh, like you got in, uh, Arkham Knight. I didn't, still didn't get them. <laughs> still didn't get them. 
and I will never get them as long as yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the only way I'm getting them is I look them up on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. I think I am gonna have to do that. See the Nightfall protocol or whatever. Um, and so yeah, so that's what I've been playing. And then uh, so what I've been watching is uh, I watched the show Ted Lasso um, on Apple TV Plus. Um, what is so, that? So that that's uh, Apple's uh, streaming service. They don't have that much stuff on it. Uh, they have. I think there's like a show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston called The Morning News or The Morning Times. They have a show with uh, Jason Momoa and a couple of other smaller shows that didn't quite make a splash. But this is uh, the show that I've seen the most people talk about on Twitter and stuff. And it's been the, their sort of buzziest one that I've seen. And okay. it is um, created by Jason Sudeikis. He stars in it as well okay. as uh, Ted Lasso. He's a, a football coach who gets hired by an English Premier League. <laughs> and to to coach their soccer team, um, and so but yeah, it, it's actually based off of these old NBC Sports commercials back when they would show uh, premier sh- games on NBC Sports. They did these little skits where Ted Lasso was a football coach, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna give them all we got in the next four quarters," and he's like, two halves," and he's like, "Oh, okay, okay." And so basically, <laughs> they took this little idea of concept from the commercials that they used to have, and then just made it into a full TV show. Okay, and, and I feel like Jason Sudeikis can fill that role perfectly. <laughs> yes, yes, and I was just gonna say, I was <clears throat> gonna say, is, is that the show itself is fantastic. I, um, I watched the first <clears throat> four episodes, and then I told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, like you should, you need to watch these, um, you know, walk, catch up while I'm playing whatever, and then you can, we can watch them together, and we finished up the whole season since we last recorded, so like in a in a week. But it was it's only ten episodes, half hour each, so you can blow through it pretty quickly. Um, and actually I personally don't have Apple TV plus, but one of my friends does, and I've seen nothing people talk or people do nothing but praise this show. So I was like, dude, I need to borrow it. I need to watch it because I keep people seeing talk, I keep seeing people talk about it. And like, I just need to, you know, see what people are talking about. And Sydney and I loved it. We both loved it. We finished it up, I think a day or two ago. Um, and it's fantastic. And you're right. Jason Sudeikis is fantastic. He's so good in it. And it gives me, um, great. Uh, Parks and Rec uh, vibes without okay. that sort of s- slight, s- uh, how can I say, like, not mean streak, because Parks and Rec was never mean, but it did have a bite toward sort of the simpletons or maybe even the, the people who sort of bend or use local politics to to hurt people or, or get their ways. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't really have any of that. It's just kind of like just the sweet part, the sincere part. You know, everybody sort of just acts in the best interest of people, which is nice. It's a nice little refresher from other comedy shows that maybe, or one that I'm going to mention in a little bit. Um, but yes, it, I mean, dude, it's so sweet. It's so fantastic. And Jason Sudeikis kills it. I would not be surprised if he gets the Emmy for best, best actor in a comedy series, um, you know, next September. But, uh, but yeah, like if you have Apple TV plus, um, definitely watch it. Um, I think if you have bought an Apple product, I want to say since it launched i think it launched maybe six or seven months ago maybe a little bit more so if you if you have bought an apple product since then in the last time you have a year-long year-long subscription to this service okay. um, that comes built in so i watch it you know, like, like literally like opt into your subscription for it and watch the show because it's fantastic and they already ordered uh season two and season three so they went ahead and Damn. ordered got orders for both seasons okay it's funny that you mentioned like how it doesn't like like uh 
you mentioned like Parks and Rec doesn't really have a mean streak, but it definitely like points out specific people and like you know mm-hmm. or like specific stereotypes of people. Yeah. Um, and like you were like Ted Lasso doesn't have that. When I looked up Ted Lasso, like the top three articles was like wholesome soccer comedy, and the other one says the key to Ted Lasso is its uh, sincerity. So yeah. it seems like it's just like, which is weird because it's not what I imagine Jason Sudeikis for. Like when yeah, I think yeah. of Jason Sudeikis, I think of like smart aleck, like dickheady comedy. Like the weird the Miller's character, yeah. Right, right, yeah. and it's funny because that was on Comedy Central like an hour ago because that's all <laughs> that's ever on Comedy Central is weird the Millers. And um, I think I think he I think the if you watch the shorts the commercial bits that that this is based on mm-hmm. you can sort of tell a little bit that that's sort of what they were going for that and mm-hmm. for the show they definitely uh fixed it or at least changed it made a conscious decision to not make him maybe as smart alecky as he appears in those commercials. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh God, that that's yeah, but that's, I see that's it's, it's hard because like I don't know if I would say get Apple TV Plus because right. it's literally I think I've only really heard this show is being fantastic and not much else. So if you buy an Apple product for whatever reason, I recommend it. But I don't know, it's kind of hard because you know for for anything else for HBO Max for Netflix for Hulu, I can say hey get Hulu for this, you know get Hulu for Rami, get HBO Max for Harley Quinn. But then you have this fucking archive and libraries that are just massive of shows and movies and Apple TV plus, I don't know what their movie file, but their movie base is like, or uh, portfolios like, but I know their show one isn't that great yet. This is their best one, but I don't know if it's worth it, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I wonder if maybe Apple plus offers a two week. <laughs> I, I, should, I think it does. I think it does. I mean, you're right. You're hey, right. I'm you're like, right. Hey, I'm like fucking, uh, Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan Michael Key in the. Oh, the yeah. like, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm in there. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. But uh, I think you know, what, dude. I I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. I actually really do think they have that thing. You know, of course you have to cancel it. You know, make set an alarm. But I, <laughs> I I'm like eighty five percent sure that they have a free trial thingy. All right, a monthly subscription is just four ninety nine per month after a free seven day trial, baby. There let's you go, go. seven. Dude, dude, yeah, dude. If you can, if you can, like, like start it right. on a Friday night and try and binge that shit through the weekend and yes. then cancel it Monday morning, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so that'll be the plan. Um, yeah. One. So I have one more, one more sort of little note. But what have you been watching? And then I'll I'll give mine right before we move on. Okay, so what I've been watching is an anime, and I've been watching it off of my Funimation account, which is not. Mm. My Funimation account, but a friend's Funimation account. Shout out to you bumming Apple Plus and me bum, <laughs> bumming Funimation <laughs> off somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Funimation just has a lot of different anime on their account. Um, and I'd heard about this one. I remember when it originally came out, I read like a... I didn't even... It was a brief synopsis and I didn't even read the whole thing. Like I got maybe two sentences of what this thing was about and I was like, why would people watch this? And so like I didn't. And then the other day... Like, um, so my, my son, uh, watches cartoons. So like Cartoon Mm. Network will be on. And of course, um, you know, as the day gets later, it's either like Toonami or Adult Swim, right? And Toonami shows like anime because that's used to, it used to be what showed like the Dragon Ball Z and all that, like Gundam Wing, all that. Um, and this anime was on Toonami and I was like, is it really that popular? Cause like, that seems insane to me. So Mm. I, uh. I looked it up, and it's called Fire Force. And so, it's funny, because basically all I knew was that it was about firefighters. 
But it's mm. I knew there had to be something else because you're not gonna do a whole anime just about like regular ass firefighters. So right. I was like, something else is going on. But it's still about firefighters. It's weird. Um, so I finally started it. I, so the generic basis, and the, I don't the, this. You learn this in the first episode, so I'm not gonna call it a spoiler. It's not even like a revelation. It's just like the the point of it is that there are firefighters, um, and uh, people, all of a sudden. Um, people have just been spontaneously combusting into what they call infernals, which are just like fire monsters. So mm-hmm. like one of them is like this person's wife while they were at home, just combusted into a fire monster out of nowhere. He got out, the monster was setting the house on fire and they send this fire force to go take care of it. So they're legitimately firefighters cause it's like a building's burning down, mm-hmm. but they also, have to stop what they call the infernal, which is the person that combusted, um, by uh, destroying the core, which is basically where their heart is. Um, and, and there's like a religious aspect to it. Um, you know, like there's one person that says like a prayer as they do it, since they're, you know, technically like killing a person. Um, but uh, it, I was like kind of bored with it. Like, two episodes in right and and, but the thing was i was like obviously it's two episodes and of course i'm gonna be bored with it every show's a little boring in the first two episodes you know what i mean yeah um especially something like an anime where you're probably trying to set the groundwork for a long spanning series you know what i mean yeah yeah. um like the queen's gambit didn't need to be slow in its first episode because like we're going for seven and we're just gonna speed through it you know what i mean right this is like no we're gonna have a bunch of episodes so we kind of need to pace ourselves um but then the way the third episode ended pulled all of it together for me. And spoiler, skip ahead 15 seconds if you really don't want to know what happens in episode three. Um, mm-hmm. Is that you're following one character. He goes into a specific fire company, eight. There's multiple fire companies. And you learn that fire company's eight whole purpose is to investigate the other fire companies. Because somebody in the other fire companies should know what's causing this problem by now. Mm. And I was like, oh, now it's now it's like next level. Now we're not. Yeah, just- like, now it's just that. Now it's just like monster fighting. It's like mystery shit, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you get, uh, and now you know we're we're good. You don't have to worry about spoilers. But you get like a random like villain that just kind of shows up out of nowhere and you don't give a shit about. And then like all of a sudden you get hit with that and you're like, oh, no, everything's starting to come together. You say in episode three of a mystery, like nothing came together. It just told you there was a mystery now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, now I'm into it. Now I'm going to watch the full thing. Now I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you didn't catch the spoiler and you're, you know, you decide to watch this anime, make it through the end of episode three and then decide what you want to watch. That's kind of what you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And how long are the episodes? Is it, like, a half-hour show or, like, an hour-long show? Uh, I want to say half-hour. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It might be, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. Because, um, but- like, I know... We- you know, it's like when you people go like, oh, you know, you just give it to the end of episode four. And I'm like, okay, well, like, are we talking about like a half hour comedy, which is 22 minutes? Or are we talking about like an HBO show, which is like 60 minutes, like every week, right? Right. So the thing is, is, I can't remember if it's a 30 minute or an hour, but it definitely has commercial breaks. So even the hour is 45 minutes and the half hour is like 22. So it's not mm. quite mm-hmm. as rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really can't remember off the top of my head, which, if anything, might be a testament to that it's actually not as boring as I think it is. You know what I mean? Because, like, you get a boring episode and it's 44 minutes long, about halfway through, you're like, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> you know 
you like checking your right. watch, like trying to figure yeah, out how like, much time oh, is yeah, left. Yeah, let me check my phone. Let's see what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that hasn't happened. So I would definitely recommend it just based on what I've watched so far. Cool. 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 And that's on, you said? Uh, I'd watch it on Funimation. Funimation, um, right, right. You right, can right. probably watch it on like Crunchyroll, which is another big anime. Yeah, um, my brother has that one. Yeah, site. Yeah, you, it's probably there. I don't. I don't really know the ins and outs of like why certain things end up on certain places for anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where I watch it. Um, yeah. All right. So real quick, because you have the th- small thing you wanted to talk about, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and before you get to it, I've heard you mention the name of this show on Twitter. I feel like multiple times. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because there's a meme that I see all the fucking time and I have no idea what it's from. All right? Okay. And I, I, deep down for some reason today, like after you said like, oh, this thing I want to talk about, I was like, is it from that? Because there's a meme that people use of a guy in a fucking hot dog suit all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. It's from this? No, 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 no. That's, no okay, I think you should that? leave. Okay. On Netflix. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, th- I was literally going to be like, wait, are you talking about the hot dog? <laughs> All right, all right. So I need to watch that clearly because like, yeah. And that I've seen yeah. another one of a of that same guy not in the hot dogs that he's up against. So clearly that guy's just a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the old guy who's like, no new ideas, or like, oh, he admitted. it. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Oh, it's like a, it's like an old guy. He's got like a he's got like a, a mustache, and he's like on a table. And you, you might have seen that one. I'm trying to think of another one. I'm not sure seen. about that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that show's good too. That one's a little. We'll, I'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, well, I guess I, I can mention it right now. It's called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It's on Netflix. And it's sort of like the Eric Andre show, which is like these skits oh, okay. go on. But it's like just bizarre, <laughs> like weirdo land ones. Okay. It's so surreal that you're like your brain tries to make sense of the story. But then it keeps turning and turning and turning. And you're like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. All right. You sent a clip to the uh, a group chat of um, maybe it wasn't you. Uh, it was... <laughs> It was a bunch of guys that are famous. I know them. I recognize all their faces. They're in a hospital with a kid that's a knife in his chest. Oh, like, that's a children's hospital. Right. So I've never seen that at all. And so, mm. like, I got that clip. And I was like, the whole time I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, so it's, it's the like same that, level of, like, but, confusion. Just like, just like, what the fuck? But I think, I think you should leave is maybe, like, a little bit more surreal or something. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah. But this one, it's, it's sort of that same vein of, like, just, like, just weird. It's humor. just more outlandish shit. Just keeps yeah. getting stacked on top of it. Like, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, that's not what you're wanting to talk about, though. What's the show that you no. were wanting to talk about? So, um, I, I I got this notification this week on Facebook, where around this time last year, I posted something like, "The last season of your of uh, You're the Worst." It's called You're the Worst. It's on Hulu, or it was originally on FX. Now it's on Hulu. I was like, "It's the last season is on Hulu. You have no excuses. Watch the whole series. Go go go." And I got the the memory thing this week on Facebook. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think, you know, we've done almost 30 episodes. And I don't think I've mentioned you're the worst, like, once. And I was like, I got to fix that. Because I literally talked about all of my other favorite shows at least once. You know, uh, Breaking Bad, The Wire, um, uh, Avatar. Um, even, I, I think I would say even maybe Rami has snuck into there. But one that I, did, I can for sure say is in my top five all time is a show called You're the Worst. Okay. And... Um, I was like, I got to fix that. I got to put this out there. Just a quick Hall of Fame recommendation for it. Um, and the show is, um, it's, a, it's a comedy, but it's um, 
it's basically like it's like a romantic comedy sort of and it's about these two people um one played by Aya Cash who was um Stormbreaker Storm what was her name Stormfront Stormfront, yes, she was Stormfront in The Boys Season 2. Okay. And actually, the reason, I think I've said before, the reason I watched The Boys at all was because I knew that she was going to be in Season 2 because I loved her so much from this show. Okay. And the guy named, um, I forget, the uh, Chris something, uh, but he plays a character named Jimmy. And so basically what they are is just these two horrible people in L.A., who meet you know have a one night stand and then they end up falling in love with each other but they know that they're so terrible that it's never going to work but they still try to make it work and so the show is just basically them in their relationship with their friends um over the course of five seasons but it's just so funny and it's so good and um for me what i loved about it is because they literally say like in the first episode they're like oh you're the worst this is not going to work because we're both fucking terrible but then what that ends up doing is sort of the it adds this sort of suspense under everything, and I always tell I told Sydney to get her to watch it. I was like I you know I always heard the story, uh, from um, what's his name uh Alf, Albert Alfred Hitchcock Alfred Hitchcock, okay. and he would talk about the difference between a surprise and suspense, and he said you know a surprise is if somebody's eating you know you see a couple. Yeah, having a coffee at a coffee shop, and then all of a sudden their table explodes, and they explode and they die. That's surprised. Right. But he says suspense is you show the exact same clip, except ten seconds before you show somebody you show somebody walking in with a briefcase and put that you know has a bomb in it, and they put it under the table. So the whole time you're watching the clip, you have this suspense of being like, oh my god, is this when it goes off? Is this when it goes off? Is this when it goes off? Right. And I feel like that's the same with this, where like if it was like a normal dating show. And they broke up. You'd be like, well, that's surprising. That's crazy. I didn't see that coming. But because the whole time they go, well, you know, we're going to break up. It's inevitable because, you know, we're so fucked up. The whole show has this really awesome, or at least I enjoyed it, the suspense of being like, wait, is this the episode where it happens? Or like, oh, my God, is this is this what happens? Or is this the weekend that they break up? Or like, oh, my gosh. like, And maybe some people don't like that. But I loved it because of you sort of saw them grow and be together and sometimes not really change, but then change in big ways. Um, I personally cannot recommend it enough. I have seen the pilot like six times because I've always tra- I always try to show it to people. I'm always like, here, watch the show called You're the Worst. Watch it with me. Or I'd be like, hey, you know, hey, man, hey guys, over hanging out. You know, let's, uh, let's watch You're the Worst. I promise you'll love it. And so um, I think most people who I recommended it to have loved it and they finished it. But if you, if you have not, Watched it or given it a chance, and you have Hulu or you have FX, you know, whatever, whenever you finish whatever show you're watching, watch You're the Worst. All five seasons are on the, on Hulu, and I think each season is 10 episodes, and each episode is only, I think, between 22 and 24 minutes. It's like a half oh, hour okay. show. All right, that's a quick one. Yeah, so I, yeah, I have Hulu. Uh, that might be on my list uh, whenever I'm yeah. not watching uh that anime started yeah and i would say it, it's sort of like how you said you know if by the end of season three or no, season, if, if by the end of episode three you're like <laughs> if I did, just gotta get through the first three seasons <laughs> the first whole three seasons if you know it you know it but uh but yeah if you get to the end of episode three and you sort of go i like this comic you're like i like these characters then you're hooked i think or i feel like but if you're like i don't like this at all like i don't it's not my sort of mood or atmosphere or whatever mm-hmm. um then uh then i would say you know that that's sort of what the show is i don't think right. it, it sort of changes its footing it does get better as you grow and know more about the characters with still the and same idea yes and there's this fantastic episode at the end of episode two that sort of just 
like crushes your heart in the best possible way. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, can't recommend it enough. Like I said, top five show for me all time. And the and, and also I would, I'd want to say the finale, the show, like the way it ends is perfect and it does not betray what you've watched. I know oh, sometimes okay. people watch the show and you're like, well, you know, the, the ending kind of shit the bed. Like, <coughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> this is not it, dude. This is, or even The Wire. It doesn't quite land as hard as well as, you know, seasons uh, three or four. Right. This is the fucking consistent all the way through and the finale just like lands it perfectly. Gotcha. All right, yeah. So that that's what uh what we've been watching, what we've been playing, and uh, yep. you know a recommendation for what you should pay attention to going forward. Um, yep. But from there, let's talk about the NBA draft. Yes. All right. So NBA draft, the number one pick of the NBA draft was Anthony Edwards. Yeah. He where did he go to school? Georgia. Georgia, and he went to the Timberwolves. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so there was a <laughs> there was a little bit of controversy around him right before the NBA draft happened. Yes, um, and it was all self inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone post this link, and I legit was like, "You gotta be full of shit." There's no way anybody said this. Yes. So, so do you want to? Would you like to uh, yes. expand upon it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they are, you know. The- classic interviews about stuff and so it turns out that he's kind of not really super into basketball like he said he's like terrible fucking thing (laughs) he said to be honest i can't watch basketball i'm still not really into it i love basketball yeah it's what i do uh but you know he said he's like he he wanted basically to play football he's like i can do anything on the field you can spike the ball you can dance you can do all types of disrespectful stuff well in the nba you can't do any of that and you'll get fined and he said that he he considers himself he's like i can really rap you know dame like dame uh lillard um no the guy the the guy said like dame and he said oh yeah no i can really rap like little baby (laughs) <laughs> so uh, the number one pick the best player the best amateur player in the world wants to be a football star turned rapper rap, turned rapper and be, basketball is just a hobby bro <laughs> <laughs> the fuck oh my god so here's the uh, deal the chances have to be enormously high that he's just gonna be a bust at this point right because here's the deal like I, i'm not always I think I think people can look too much into what is said in an interview, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go from college to the highest level of the fucking game and just be like, I don't even really like basketball like that. I don't think well, that's a fucking option, bro. And maybe that's like one of those things. It's like maybe he is such a fucking basketball prodigy that even in coast mode, he's like... Oh yeah, yeah. That, that you know, um, but he's not because he would have had way more hype coming out of. Co- there would have been no way anybody would have thought about taking James Wiseman if this dude was like that. Yeah, it's like um, have you ever? Do you ever watch? There's an old episode of old episode of The Simpsons where Scott Grimes, who was like this one episode character, he sort of comes into Homer's life. It's like a coworker, and he's like surprised at the luck that Homer has had. He like goes to his house. He's like, wait, you live in this house with this beautiful wife? And he's like, yeah. And he's looking at his pictures. He's like, you made all these famous people. He's like, yeah. And I was also in space. You don't go to space. (laughs) And it's, it's sort of, it's sort of this, uh, it's a really weird episode because it sort of breaks the, the universe for a little bit and goes, wait, this guy, Homer, is is like insanely lucky almost to the point of being like a fictional character which he is 
And it's kind of like this, where he goes, wait, Anthony Edwards, you're the number one player in the world? And he goes, yeah, isn't everybody? Like, isn't <laughs> basketball just something that people can just, you know, be freakishly good at? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't think he's that. You know what I mean? I think there would, like... There's no way anybody would have thought about them taking LaMelo Ball or James Wiseman if if he was that much better. So knowing yeah. that he's not that much better and for him to just be like, you know, I can actually rap. Like, shut up, bro. Like, <laughs> there's no way this is going to work out. My man is going to bust. He's just going to fucking just, like, shatter. And, and uh, it sucks to just say that about someone, but there's no way, bro. <laughs> But and but the thing is that for me I, I feel like NBA number one picks are probably the safest out of any sport. Like wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Like I think like like I'm trying to I'm looking them up looking them up right now. But I feel like who I mean other than Anthony Bennett right, right. who is like clear bust. Who was the last guy that you would say this guy is a like bust? Markel Fultz maybe, but they fucked up his shot. They fucked him up in, in at the forty at the seventy sixers. They didn't fuck him up. He fucked up on his own. That's like. He, and that weird shot and yeah that's that was all him um that wasn't like anything anybody else did at the 76ers so anyways so they, Markel Fultz uh, all right. Andrew uh, Wiggins is a bit of a bust considering what he came in for he's considering like, the hype what he came in yeah Anthony Bennett definitely a bust um, Greg Oden Greg Oden got hurt that's really out of control. Bargnani was definitely Bargnani's a bust. Bargnani's probably like the last real bust. Uh, Kwame Bogut, Brown. Hold on. Bogut was a number one pick? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of Utah. Fun fact, that is the only time in the history of the NCAA or the NBA the NFL that one school has had the number one pick in both basketball and football in the same year. Really? Who, yep, wait, yep. who did Utah have football-wise in 05? Uh, yeah, Alex Smith. He was in a Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, now his mm-hmm. fucking leg looks like, right? like Frankenstein <laughs> like a monster, bro. <laughs> like a Cheeto, like a, the little small Cheetos. I don't know that I would say they're the safest thing. I think there's definitely, and here's the deal. We're also talking about this draft in particular where it's like the least safe it's ever been because nobody has any film on anybody. Like You know what I mean? Right, like it's right. All, it's a bunch of unknowns. Um, and I, I was going to say, I was like, you know, usually like, 2017 you usually know most of the people even if you don't know them you know you know like like uh 2017 like i knew like malik monk right. uh, fox they, all the guys from kentucky all the guys from duke a couple of guys from carolina and this one i was like after they picked cole anthony at, at 15 or I, actually after the top three i didn't know anybody until cole anthony at 15 yeah i i knew killian hates because i thought that's who the dicks were gonna draft um mm-hmm. oh right yeah, yeah and then i know like, i knew obi i knew obi toppin yeah, obi toppin who i i also I don't feel great about, but then I realized I don't think there was anybody the Knicks were going to pick that I was going to be like, woo. Like, like, I think at this point, like, when the Knicks pick someone, I was like, ah, oh, we picked them because they're bad. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, like I it, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm like, the Knicks picked them, so that means it's not going to work out. Like, <laughs> I forget who I who was saying this, but they were like, you know, at this point, like, after you, after, like, pick seven, you sort of aren't shooting in the dark. But you're just kind of picking and hoping for the best, right. right? Like if you get a rotation guy, that's awesome. Like that's fucking cool. You know, a guy who can give you, you know, like ten minutes, maybe five rebounds off the bench. Like that's awesome, you know. And you know, the Bucks struck with, 
Giannis, but it could have easily gone the other way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they were, like, some sort of magic, like, oh, they knew the numbers. They checked everything out. They just kind of saw his film and were like, you know, this guy, this kid could work. But he could very possibly be the next fucking Thon maker, right? Right. So, like, I feel like, you know, you sort of pick who you think fits best and just hope for the best. Yep. What's funny is I was like, I was talking to my dad. He was also a Knicks fan. Um, and I was like, you know, I really feel like I would have just preferred to have like a a guard, like a, a good guard who can dribble, you know what I mean, and handle the ball, make plays, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that's kind of what R.J. Barrett is supposed to be. He's just not. Exactly. And then, and then he was like, yeah, the thing is, is like, because I was like, I kind of felt like we needed a, a playmaker. You know what I mean? Like a guy who handled ball playmaker. And my dad was like, we kind of need everything. We don't. We don't. We're not good at anything. Like we could take anybody. I <laughs> can just. Build it's like around. those fucking. It's like those um. Those uh graphics or the the yeah the graphics yeah, where they like go needs. like areas team of need. It's just like team needs. It's, it's just like, like whatever. Like <laughs> point guard, small a shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, like small forward. I guess is the least because R.J. Bear, but he's not working out. So it's like fuck it, bro. Like. <laughs> have you seen the one the, the the areas of weakness that they did for Jaleel Okafor? Oh no, is it? Oh, dude, it's so funny. It's like let me, let me, uh, give some thoughts about something else, and I'll, I'll look this one up just because it always cracks me up. Because he was like what the number four pick or something. I thought I thought uh, he was. I don't know why I thought he was higher than that, but maybe not. But either way, that that never made sense to me because I was like, my man can't play D on anybody, and he doesn't seem athletic. Um, yeah, he was third pick. Um, but yeah, also he did have hands bigger than in anything I've ever seen in my oh. entire life. <laughs> I found it. I okay. Found it. <laughs> uh, weaknesses: defense, defensive rebounding, shooting stroke, explosiveness. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so what are you good at? Um, and to be the third pick and still get hit with that list of weaknesses, Jesus Christ! Exactly. Like I, I really do think. Like I think maybe he drops if they don't win the national championship that year yeah like if Grayson Allen doesn't come in and give him that spark I could easily see him being like seven or eight it's just crazy how little things like that sort of change everything because it wasn't him who who led the comeback it was Grayson Allen you know they were down by like six or seven and then he comes in rattles off like 10 by himself and they're right back in it and he moves up to the number three spot you know it's you know just... what I, you know what I think is like a, a thing that people maybe don't all right I'm Fucking listen to me, NBA scout. Um, but like, <laughs> like, like, if you're a big man in the NCAA, right, you mm-hmm. have to be significantly more athletic than whoever is guarding you. Like, like everyone that is guarding you at any time, other than like the number two or number three team in the nation. You know what I mean? Because they're obviously mm-hmm. going to have someone up there too. Like, Jaleel Okafor was never more athletic than whoever was guarding him. It was just like, oh, he's got, like, better footwork and, like, it's just fucking stronger. Big. Like, he's big. He's just big, yeah. But the thing is, I mean, everybody in the NBA is fucking big. Like, any right power forward or center is going to get matched up with you is going to be big. It's like it's like that. It's like anytime anyone ever brings up some dumb shit, like, oh, I bet Alabama could beat the Miami Dolphins. No, bro. No, no. Every NFL lineman is just going to pick up whatever college child is in front of them and just launch them, bro. Like, even if you have better receivers <laughs> or a better quarterback, which I I could say is possible. I, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to say, like, oh, this receiver in college is better than the worst receiver 
or the best receiver on the worst team in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, yes, I can yes. believe that. Even a quarterback. But it doesn't matter because your quarterback is going to be sprinting for his life when a three hundred yeah. when a three hundred fifty pound defensive lineman who runs a four eight forty is just fucking gunning for you. <laughs> exactly. He does. Everybody. Yeah. Those are always so dumb. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, ESPN. It's just like to get the. At this point, it's just to get the tweets going. No, because there are so many people that legitimately believe it. Though I see all the people in the comments, and I'm like, ah, oh, you're all so stupid. I I just need I just need for one, just one. I just need it to happen I need, like yeah, one time. Yeah, I need time one time for someone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the fucking 0-16 team, like literally the lineman just like fucking just like shove, like one arm shove the the offensive lineman for Alabama like five yards back. Every play is just a it's fucking is a fucking sack because the de- the defensive tackle just shoves the center into the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking it's like playing on rookie on Madden. Right. And you you were talking about how everybody in college, you know, everybody in the NBA is big. It's like that fucking picture of uh, Demarcus Cousins and uh, Carl Anthony Towns is trying to post him up. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. And, and he's just Carl like, he's just like, like bearing so down upset. on him. Demarcus Cousins just has his legs planted and is just like straight faced. And fucking Carl Anthony Towns looks like he's putting every bit of muscle in his so body. So stressed. <laughs> Yo, Carl Anthony Towns looks like Spider Man trying to hold back the fucking train, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Demarcus Cousins is just straight faced. Uh, uh, all right, I- I'm gonna have to post that picture when this episode drops, bro. It oh god, me it's every so funny. Time. Um, <sighs> and so then, uh, but yeah, but back to the draft. So why uh, Anthony Towns? Oh, not Anthony Towns. Um, Anthony Edwards was taken first. Second was James Wiseman out of Memphis. Although he only played three games, so we didn't really get to see him. Right, uh, sort of. But at least with at least with him, you can be like for three games. I saw he was extremely athletic. He had a decent handle, and he's seven foot two with a seven foot eight wingspan or whatever the Jesus. fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. like se- he might be seven one with like a seven six wingspan. Either yeah. way, if you're that and athletic, curtains. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, yeah. You, you sort of said, yeah. It, it, at the worst, like, at the worst, I feel like he's gonna be Andre Drummond. You know what I mean? He's yeah, big, like, oh, yeah, athletic. Exactly. He can he can set a pick. And he can roll to the rim. You know what I mean? And he can jump up for a rebound. You know, Like Jalen Rose says, if you're seven foot tall and you could walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, there's a spot for you in the NBA. So he's mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. to be in the NBA for a while. I think he could be very good. I get why the Timberwolves didn't take him because they have Towns. So like, what the fuck are you going to do with him in Towns? Um, right. Unless you're just trying to be the Pistons. Um, who for some reason in the offseason picked up like five centers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Um, and nobody, re- like, I mean, I guess some people said anything, but they did not get roasted nearly as bad as the fucking Knicks for picking up, like, three power forwards last year. Um, but I digress. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, James Wiseman is at two, Golden State. I feel two. like that's a perfect yep. pick. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter anymore because Clay Thompson's out. I was gonna say I was like I would love to see like him down there with Clay, you know, like if they all commit to Clay, he passes to Steph, and they commit to him, he passes, he you know, passes it down to the post and exactly. Like, that's the thing is that they, it spreads the floor so much when they're both on the floor yeah. at the same time. So I mean, he he was going to be rolling to the rim wide open, oh, and gosh. especially if Draymond's your other guy because if Draymond sets the screen, he's good enough to make that pocket pass. Where if he's the one rolling to the basket, mm-hmm. if, if Green's rolling to the basket, and then you know. Wiseman's cut baseline. He can yeah. just dish it to him, and it's still just an easy dunk. I felt like it would have been perfect. Um, God damn it! 
but it's still, I think, I still think it might turn out fine. Um, yeah. I, they're not going to be contenders, but I think you know, he was, it's still a good spot for him. It's just that picture of Will Smith with pain with the with the uh, tweet yeah, that says pain yeah, behind yeah. it. That's... <laughs> or it's the but... picture of fucking uh, Wolverine with the uh, the little picture frame. Oh yeah, the picture frame. Yeah, and it's just like the Splash Bros and what's his name Wiseman's in the corner. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Well, at least well, hopefully he'll be okay, and you know, um, you know, hopefully Clay's Achilles will. You know, who knows how he'll come back, but you know, science is a pretty much miracles. It does miracles these days. So yeah. Who knows? Um, and then at, brain, be back soon. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> you know, it still clicks from time to time, but it's okay. <laughs> Um, and then number three, they picked uh, Charlotte Hornets picked Lamelo Ball. Right, which is Wait. the worst spot for that man ever. <laughs> like, uh, see, I I like it for the team because they finally get like a flashy name, right? They get. I know he doesn't shoot as well as Trey Young, but at least they have like a guy who can put butts in seats and hopefully jump start an offense. Even if, well, you know, well, I say see, that as Atlanta probably had like the worst record, but but also. You say that, but then, like, all right, he's a flashy name. Well, what if my man just comes out there and just starts launching shit from half court, throwing up fucking bricks? You know what I mean? Like, because that's kind of what he did in fucking Australia. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, pulling up from way deep, throwing up bricks, and everyone in the stands is just like, uh. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when, as a Knicks fan, like, when Carmelo Anthony was kind of down the hill, which apparently mm-hmm. we're thinking about there's rumors that we're going to sign Carmelo Anthony again. And I'm like, please stop. What are we doing? Like, why would you sign <laughs> Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> but anyways, um, like the thing is, is that's like the most demoralizing thing is when you have a guy who you know is going to shoot every time, but then he's not like Carmelo at his peak. You know what I mean? Or right. like Kobe at his peak where it's like, you know, he's going to shoot every time, but fuck it. He's still going to make some. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel that same way about LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball starts right. pulling up out of nowhere and double teams just launching him, and you're like, I just fucking curtains on this, bro. I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it just sucks because, you know, he because he didn't get to go to college. I didn't get really get to see him much. I mean, I see the little highlights and stuff from him playing against bums in Australia, but, right. yeah. Right, but, but he didn't even look great against the bums in Australia. So. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think his shooting... Uh, it's better than Lonzo's, but that's not saying much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's it's weird that Lonzo went earlier. Yeah. But I feel like LaMelo's a better player, would you th- Would you say? Or a better prospect, at least? Yeah, I do think LaMelo is a better prospect. That is, that is 100% true. Um, I, I just feel like the reason Lonzo went earlier was just more of a fit type deal. Um, yeah. oh, they could have had Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's true. With Braun. Yeah, oh, well. that's true. But, um, yeah, that would have been, that would have been much better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try and come up with something. I was like, no, nah, I actually, uh, never mind. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to say, well, they got Anthony Davis, but they definitely got Anthony Davis if they had traded away Jason Tatum. It just might have hurt more when Jason Tatum was great and, you know, you had Anthony Davis. Yeah, but. they would have fucking let go of Kuzma, you know? Yeah. They would have, like, everybody. They would have just kept LeBron, Tatum, and cleaned house. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do think LaMelo Ball is a better prospect, though. It, but my, I just don't know... The thing is, I think LaMelo Ball could be a better basketball player, but 
the reason why I think yeah. Charlotte is a terrible fit is I don't think there's anyone mm. to keep him in check. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. I've seen mm-hmm. videos of... God, what was the one they were roasting the shit out of him for? It was when he was much younger. But I feel like I've seen clips. It's like he scored the is fucking the... 100. And it was like he wasn't even fucking playing D. Like, he was just cherry-picking at the end of that. Was basket. it when he... Probably when he was at Chino Hill, Chino Hills, and it was that vine where he like pointed at like the half court line, and he had that big hair, and yeah. he's just like, and he just shot it. Yeah, yeah. But that's not like the last time I saw that like he was went viral for a play or something. Right, but like even still, like it's just like I haven't been watching all the fucking Australian games, but I've seen people on ESPN talk about it, and it seems like you know he still has a tendency to just start throwing shots up out of nowhere, and like other teammates are like Jesus Christ, like you know what I mean, and so. I think, I think if he went somewhere like, if he went to Golden State, it's not as good a fit as Wiseman. But if he went to Golden State, mm-hmm. like, I think Steph and Steve Kerr would reel him in. You know what I mean? Right. And, yes. And mm-hmm. Yeah. If he went to, I don't know who had the number four pick, but like, Char- like Charlotte doesn't. Chicago. Chicago. Um, Chicago doesn't really have anybody either. Um, that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, they might have like a big man or something, but either way, I just, uh, Charlotte, I don't feel like there's anybody, Kemba's gone, so I, uh, I mean, who the fuck, yeah. who's going to say something to him? Fucking uh, Michael uh, Kidd Gilchrist? No, uh, what's his name? The guy they just got. Who did they get? Oh I, my I gosh. Might have missed it. Uh, um, haven't been keeping Gordon Hayward. Oh, Gordon Hayward? Yeah, bro. they got Gordon Hayward. If you're... Hold on, bro. If I'm LaMelo Ball, I ain't letting Gordon Hayward tell me shit. I'm going to be like, every time he says something, I'm going to be like, this goofy motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know you know that they, they say he's like a big Republican or whatever? Is he? I'm not surprised, but I, that lines up. I think so. And they were like, do you think... Did anybody tell him that uh, Charlotte isn't Charlottesville? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Um, that's why... I, yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you have any any uh, thoughts about the the rest of the draft? I, I mean, other than I mean, Obi Toppin going to the Knicks—that's cool. I think we touched on that one. Yeah. Um, I you know personally, me as a Carolina fan, I'm glad that uh, Cole Anthony went 15. I was worried he was gonna drop to like the 20s because I saw a few uh, mock drafts that had him going down that far, and I was like, fuck, like that does not look good. Because the dude when he was coming in, it was like, oh, he's gonna be like a top five pick regardless, right? Yeah. And then for him to drop 10 spots, it's like, oh, this doesn't look good. You know, a year after uh, Nasir Little also came in with high, you know, a high hype like that, mm-hmm. and he also dropped. I was like, oh. But of course, you know, people talk about that, but they don't talk about Kobe White coming in as, you know, a low five right. and going seven or Cam Jordan or Cam Johnson coming in as a transfer and going 11, but whatever. Right. The but, thing is, is like fucking and Cole Anthony did not do himself any favors throughout the season that he played at Carolina. <laughs> no. And the team was dog shit, dude. And I just, yeah, I mean, and then he, I, I just don't think that his style of play isn't doesn't fit as well as maybe other players who've come and gone. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, he just put up numbers like crazy, and I'm glad he went 15. Um, now, in terms of a fit, I really have no idea because I know nothing about the Magic. But I don't think anybody does. I don't think people think... that are Magic fans know anything about the Magic. <laughs> I know they have – they had Aaron Aaron Gordon. Is he still there? Maybe. I don't know. Is he? Uh, it's worth a Google. Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Aaron Gordon is – a professional basketball player for the Orlando Magic. Okay, he's still there. Okay, so he's there. I know Mobamba. I know Mobamba's okay, there. Yeah, that's and right. And 
that's it. That's all I know. That's my extent of knowledge about the magic. Yeah, it's uh, the team doesn't look great. Um, yeah. So, he's there, uh, which means I'm sure he'll get plenty of touches. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be hunting for minutes. I think they're gonna they're gonna be uh, given as many as he wants. Good, giving giving him uh, Tom Thibodeau numbers. Right, let him run his fucking Tom Thibodeau knees minutes, into yeah. the ground. Didn't he already have knee problems at uh, North Carolina? Or was that a different injury? He no no he got hurt. He hurt his knee and he had surgery on it. Awesome. Um, and so he came back from that for some reason. But he says he's healthy, and so we'll see. All right, yeah. So uh, the last thing we wanted to talk about this episode was, um, as I said, this is going to be coming out. Should be, I think I looked, and it was December 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Yep, yep. And uh, so do you, do you want me to start, or do you, would you rather start? Um, I, I can start just because we both have the same last one, but I can start okay. and sort of give my thoughts on Christmas movies. Um, you know, before we run too long, I can give my thoughts and sort of why I pick these. Um, okay. so for me, Christmas movies, like I think people are sometimes too strict to being like, oh, that movie isn't a Christmas movie because it, it's not about the holidays. You know, it's not about, it's not like a Christmas story. It's not about, you know, opening Christmas on uh, presents on Christmas morning. So for me, a Christmas Christmas movie can be sort of whatever people want it to, within a certain extent, right? Like, you can't be like, Spider-Man's a Christmas movie, right? Right. But Spider-Man 2002 can be a Thanksgiving movie, because there's, there's a Thanksgiving scene, right? Right. So I feel like... Um, like Goodfellas. There's a scene where they all, they all are at a bar on Christmas... During Christmas time. And it's like mm-hmm. a very famous scene... And it's not that long, but I feel like you could say this is my Christmas movie because I feel good and it makes me feel good when I watch it during Christmas time because of this scene. Um, I think whatever is a Christmas movie is whatever for that person makes it feel like a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Like, I don't think I would ever say Goodfellas is a Christmas movie, but if for some reason someone was like, no, it makes me think about Christmas. It's like, well, it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) Um, The Iron Giant. The Iron Giant, I think there's like scenes that, there's like snow, right? There's like... I, I, I don't remember. All I can say is that you're definitely wrong about this being a possible Christmas movie because the only thing I watched this when I was super lo- young and the only I've never watched it again because the only thing I remember about it is just being profoundly sad. Um, <laughs> I feel like, again, haven't watched it since I literally don't remember anything about the movie. I just remember thinking this is the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, and I think that's true. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, uh, I'm trying to think. No, no, because he does like a can. So I think it takes place during the summer. But there, I remember there being snow. Maybe I misremembered. No, there is snow because he lands. And then now that I'm thinking about it, that movie's weather is all fucked up because <laughs> he goes to a lake. He's like jumping into a lake. And then I think in the finale, they're like running through snow and he like lands in snow. So now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, that, I looked up Iron Giant Snow, bro. He's like neck deep in snow. It's like deep in snow, but then there's like a scene where he does, you know, because the kid doesn't cannonball, and then the Iron Giant does one, and there's like a big tidal wave. Oh, okay. From it, and I'm like, wait, but anyway, anyway, but yeah. So anyway, Christmas movies, whatever you want. So for me, mine do take place during Christmas, but if you know, you go, this is my Christmas movie, and somebody goes, that's not my Christmas movie, that's the Grinch's one. Well, don't listen to them. You tell them to turn that some bitch sideways and shove it straight up their candy, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, my first one is a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from 2005, uh, starring Val Kilmer and Robert Denny Jr., 
And it's written and directed by Shane Black. And he wrote the Lethal Weapon movies. He did The Nice Guys. Um, I forget what else he did. Uh, he did a Lethal... Uh, I think he wrote Predator, the first Predator. Okay. And he's in the first Predator for a little bit. And then he does. He had a bunch of uh, uh, sort of cop comedy, buddy comedies in the 90s. Like Kiss Kiss... Uh, kiss, kiss, kiss bang, bang. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight with Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last Boy Scout. Have you ever heard of that one with Bruce Willis? I have one heard of, the, of it, but I've never seen it. One of the Waynes brothers, he did that one. And so basically, this one is about Robert Denny Jr. So this is when he like got off the drugs, you know, got clean, mm-hmm. and this is I think his first movie, sort of starring role after all of that. And I I personally believe John Favreau watched this movie and cast him as Iron Man because of it, or at least in part of it. So we okay. have this movie to thank for Iron Man. Okay. Um, and the movie is about um takes place during Christmas time, and he plays an actor who stumbles into an audition in New York. He's like a small time crook, but he be like he auditions for a movie, and they send him out to L.A. and he sort of gets wrapped up in this sort of uh, like Hardy brother, Hardy Bros, like Nancy Drew, like type mystery where it's like two mm-hmm. stories that you think are separate, and then at the end you realize that they're the same story. Fuck. And so it's um it's really good, and I it's like a Halloween or not Halloween. It, it's Christmas time, but it's not about Christmas, but it takes place in like you see like. People dressed up as Santas and like uh, elves and stuff, but it's in LA, so it's, there's no snow, there's no cold weather. Um, but the dialogue is fantastic, and any time that him and Val Kilmer have a scene together, it's just so fucking good. Yeah, it, 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 like to give you an example of the sort of dialogue that you get, um, there they have this guy. This guy tries to kidnap them, but they get the gun from him, mm-hmm. and he, he the guy. Robert Downey Jr. is trying to intimidate him. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're not going to help us? Uh, picture a bullet in your head. And he goes, "What? I can't do that. Besides, it's fucking vague. What are you talking about? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, are you telling to have a picture of a picture a bullet in my head? Or do you picture that physical bullet in my head? And he goes, shut up. Like, it's like that kind of like right. weird, like sort of quirky, like really clever dialogue. Yeah, I've, um, I've never seen that movie or heard of it. Um, I just happened to look it up because you um, you had it on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it I like I said, I just never heard of it. Um, yeah, it definitely. Go ahead. I was. It's it. Like I think ninety percent of just people haven't heard of it or seen it. I watched it because it was on. I think it was like on TNT years ago, mm-hmm. and. I think it's, somebody had mentioned it about it being good like once, and I watched it, and I was like, this is really good. Like, I really, really like the dialogue's great. The mystery is sort of confusing on purpose, sort of. Um, the first time I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck this mystery is about. <laughs> I love the ride. Like, this ride is a lot of fun, and I love the characters, but I have no idea what the story is. And I rewatched it in theaters last year because the Alamo, the local Raleigh theater, mm-hmm. they re-showed it. And I still sort of got the story just because I'd seen it a couple of times, but mm-hmm. it was literally like a shit. Like if I was watching it for the first, watching this for the first time, I would have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got an eighty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, so I may have to give that a watch at some point uh, this uh, this Christmas season. Um, so my next one, are, are you wanting to go through these like back and forth? 
Yeah, yeah back and forth. Yeah, so go ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay, so my next one is, or my first one is going to be Elf, um, which is a very traditional Christmas movie, but yeah. um, it's still, it's one of my favorites. It's legitimately funny. Like, I love Will Ferrell movies in general. This one's great. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. just, I, it doesn't have any pitfalls for me. Like, there's no part of this movie where I'm like, uh, this part sucks, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. solid all the way through. It is a Christmas movie. The other thing is, is I take that back. I'm going to leave that little bit uh, for later. Um, but, like, I, I just feel like Christmas movies are kind of a particular, like, kind of worn out genre, I guess. Maybe not worn out, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very easy for a Christmas movie to just be, like, go through the motions and just end up as a super average, like, you know what I mean? Just a walk down the same lane every other movie does. Um, but this one feels pretty unique, and I, I just really enjoy it. Yeah, I I think this I I like Elf. I don't I don't think I ever like I never really like loved it, but I, I do enjoy it. And I, I definitely think this is one of those movies where like the performance, the central performance is so good that you could say he could have been nominated for an Oscar. I think right because right. I think I think it's so unique, and I think he's so good in this role that you could easily make a case for him. I'm trying to think of another comedic role that's like this. Where you're like, dude, this is such like just like, like just like, like this is like, um, who's the actress that's Mary Poppins? Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, Julie Andrews. Right, right, yes. right. So she won the Oscar for Mary for Mary Poppins, but you go, yes, that makes sense because it's such a like iconic role that you go, yes, of course. And I feel like this is Will Ferrell. Like I think right. he's so good in this that you could have easily said he was nominated for best actor for it. Like mm-hmm. he is like um. Like Jack Sparrow, he was nominated for an Oscar, but it's like the same thing. It's like such a unique, committed, fucking one hundred percent rock solid role that I think there's you should have nominated. Of course, they were never going to ever, ever, right. ever. But you, you could easily make a case. If it had happened, you, make you wouldn't be like, no way. Yeah, exactly. You could be like, wow, that's so cool. Like that's so cool that they actually recognized a performance that was fantastic that didn't have to be a fucking biopic or you know a Holocaust movie or a you know slavery movie, you know. Right, and uh, as we talked about, I think either a week or maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, this is apparently uh, when I looked it up, it said John uh, John Favreau, second yeah. uh, uh, time directing. Um, so this is the second the second yeah. movie he directed. Yeah. And I think your um, we'll save it for a little bit, but I think your next pick I think also falls into that such a fucking good performance mm-hmm. that they were never going to award. Right, but I think. You could you could go if you had if it had happened and you went oh he was nominated for this you go oh, okay oh you'd have been like wow that's a surprise that they actually did that but it's yeah. not because it's unwarranted exactly uh Borat in the first Borat I think that's another one that I think if you were like he was nominated for an Oscar for best actor because of his performance you go definitely committed he's definitely committed for that one right, <laughs> right exactly yeah so um my next one is a movie called Just Friends. Okay. Now, this is the one, I think, out of the three that I have, I have two that I think, one that's a classic, one that's pretty great, and this is the one that I think is, you could make a case that it's bad. You could easily okay. say, that movie sucks, dude, and I could be like, I mean, okay, uh, you know, yes, yes, maybe. <laughs> but, so, have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? I have not. So, it's a movie from 2005, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, and he plays a guy who... Um, he was he was fat in high school, and then he had this girl who he was. He, he, it's Ryan Reynolds in a fucking fat suit. If you look up the, <laughs> yeah, I'm like you get it right. Now. And so he 
uh, he's in high school and the first scene he like has this girl who's like his best friend and he goes he confesses his love toward her and she goes like but we're like friends and he goes yeah of course and then he leaves town goes to Hollywood loses the weight gets famous gets hot and then he comes he by through like a weird circumstance he comes home that he hasn't been home in five years mm-hmm. um, to, for the holidays um, because I'll explain why in a little bit but and so he comes home and it's like him trying to get with that girl um, and falling in love with her, but then, like, um, it's sort of, like, it's being like, well, are we just friends, or are we, like, more, like, can we make this work, that kind of stuff, but it's just dumb yeah. humor, it's just, like, really dumb, yeah. um, but I will say, it features a fucking fantastic, hilarious com- comedic performance from Anna Ferris. and so the reason that he is in, in the small town is because Anna Ferris plays this, uh, sort of, like, vapid, uh, mid two thousands pop star that that does like the shitty pop songs, right. and he she's like in love with him, and he plays like a music recorder guy, and he um he is tasked with taking her to Paris, but their plane breaks down on the way, and they have to stop by his hometown in New Jersey, oh, okay. and so he has to babysit her while he tries to get back with his ex friend girlfriend person. Okay, and. Yeah. But she's so funny, dude. She is fucking hilarious. And it, it she's, they go to a bar, just to give you an example. They go to a bar, and uh, he's talking to Anna Ferris, who works there as a bartender. Uh, Anna Ferris. Uh, Amy Smart, she's the girl, and right. as a bartender. And he's like, hey, like, you know, let's get together sometime. And then Anna Ferris comes up, and she's like, Chris, we got to get out of here. Everybody's staring at me. And, like, literally nobody's looking. Nobody's paying attention <laughs> to her. <laughs> it's just, it, And then just the weird shit that she does throughout the movie is so good. And I watched it, you know, when it first came out and I loved it. And I try to watch it, you know, every Christmas because it is, you know, it takes place on Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. Um, But you could very easily say that movie sucks, dude. That movie's terrible. And I could be like, I think you're right. I think it's terrible. (laughs) You said like, I I like, I like uh, Just Friends. It's a Christmas movie. Somebody's like, that shit's awful. And you'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. But like, I don't even think you'd argue it. Like, you, you, you wouldn't even like hesitate you just be like yep <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> like, like yes it is terrible you're right it is but it's a christmas movie and you know eh? yeah so um i, I so mean i i think i i would say watch it if you want <laughs> if you if you have nothing else to do definitely definitely like, don't like prioritize it over anything else anything right? that i talked about today no 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 <laughs> I'd right, say so in terms of movies, definitely watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because it's fantastic. Definitely watch Ted Lasso. You're the worst. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Just friends. Watch Elf. Watch that. Yeah, watch Elf. <laughs> yes, definitely watch Elf. Watch the one, the next three that we're gonna talk about. Yes. Maybe. But then if you're really running friends. out of time, <laughs> like you know, if, if it's if you happen to find yourself and... on an airplane in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> yeah, like if you like were flipping through Comedy Central and you see Just Friends and it's just starting, give it a chance if you want, but don't you don't have to. Yeah, but don't but don't watch this and then be disappointed that I told you to watch this. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I love it. I just love it so much. But don't watch it. Maybe you don't want. Uh, all right, so that that was like a guilty pleasure for you then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so my next one, uh, my next Christmas movie is Bad Santa, which has just Billy Bob Thornton be just like the biggest scumbag. <laughs> like, just like I the love biggest it. piece of shit. I love it so much. I love every interaction with him and the kid. Like I love all of it, bro. Like, what is his name? Theodore or Thaddeus? Something uh, like that. Thurman. Thurman. 
God. It's just like every interaction, the kid's just fucking like sitting there like blank face, just staring at him. He's like, go the fuck on somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I love it so much. Um, Bernie Mac has a little, he's in there and it's, mm. it, he's pretty great in it. Um, the, uh, yeah, everyone in it, basically everyone in it is great. Even the kid that doesn't really do much, but he's still there. He just plays it perfectly. Mm. Um, I couldn't think of his name, and you know why? Or well, you you had his name, but even when you look at the credits, it just says the kid. Um, so <laughs> so clearly, oh, like, you know who you know who executive produced this movie? Who? The Coen Brothers, like the guys that made like what? No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> God, that's amazing. But yeah, the movie's great. Uh, definitely, it's just like a good time. It is really all it is. Um, and I think the ending where they're shooting the shit out of him and he has the the, the toy for the, the the kid like I think that, yeah. like it's so I think the ending is so good. Yeah, it is. It, everything about it's great. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it, but it's definitely up there with just like a not traditional Christmas movie. But it's definitely still very good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not one to watch it with the kids. No, uh, no, nope, <laughs> nope. But yeah, so that's uh, that's mine, and then and then our our last one is a shared last one. Um, yes. And as we brought up with you know what's what what is considered a Christmas movie, I feel like that was some foreshadowing because everyone would know which one we're talking about, which is Die yeah, Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is it is Die Hard, and this is a, I watch this one every year. I make a point to it. I make an effort to it. I like like I just like have to watch it every year. Um, not because I like really like need to i just like you know it's like sort of puts you in the mood for it and it's just like it is like i think up like when i say like you know back to the future another one's like it is like a perfect movie yeah it's definitely up there it, everything the the dialogue's great um bruce willis was such a great pick and um apparently at the time a very surprising pick like it didn't re- it wasn't like a um an obvious answer that Bruce Willis was going to be an action star. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, sorry, man. Could you, like, repeat the last, like, 30 seconds? Sorry, I was trying to, to take care of something real quick. Yeah. Um. You said Bruce Willis? Yeah, so uh, Bruce Willis is great in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it... That wasn't, like, a sure thing. Like, of course Bruce Willis is an action star, apparently, at the time. Yeah. Like, at the time, that was, like, people were like, Bruce Willis? And, like, it just fucking worked. Yeah. Um, and and Alan Rickman is fucking great. I think um, that was his first movie role ever. I think we mentioned that before on, on here. What, for um, uh, Bruce Willis? No, 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 for, no, for uh, Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's fucking great in it. He he's terrific as that villain. Um yeah, it, it, everything about it's great. The dialogue's yeah. perfect. Um and it's just Christmassy enough. Uh yeah. yeah. Do you remember when was the last time you watched it, do you think? Not it hadn't been too long. Maybe yeah. a couple years. Okay. Cuz I was going to say I was like I have a bunch of like little things that I sort of pick up on every year that I love that like little I just go like fuck yeah this movie rocks and like one of them is like especially the last few years when i've watched them with people who had never seen it before so two years ago i watched it with 
my roommate Ryan, or mm-hmm. who was my roommate at the time, and the last year I watched it with Sydney, uh, mm-hmm. my girlfriend, for the first time. She, uh, Both of those were their first time watching it. And there's this scene early on where you see the terrorists' uh, cars, Alan Rickman, you see them sort of coming up the hi- the highway, and they turn into the tower. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, like, tracking shot, like, in the car, where, like, the car is driving, and right next to it, there's this, like, um, st- uh, how can I say, like a, like a U-Haul truck, a box truck. Mm-hmm. And then the box truck takes the ramp downward, and it does this really cool thing where it looks like a shark, and then it just goes, like, under the water, but it's, like, uh, under the parking deck. And it looks so cool. And every time that happens, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, that shit's awesome. Like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Like, it looks so cool. And it sort of goes this thing of, it, it looks like, you know, these guys are going under to start fucking with shit. So that's one thing. The second thing is when he's running from them and he circles back around to a place he'd been before and there's like a calendar of a naked girl. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And he like, he pops out and he's like, he sees that it's the place he's been. And he goes, oh, girl. And he like does like a little tap. Yeah. And he like taps the wall. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love that every time. Um, yeah. it, sorry, go ahead. It, it's just, it is like the perfect amount of, they really balance perfectly like just getting nice little action set pieces mm-hmm. and like making a cohesive deal of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's the whole thing with the glass and he doesn't have his shoes on. Like yes, that yes. whole fucking section is super it, awesome. It's tight like a drum dude. Like it, right, it's, exactly. Instead of how I, I was talking about, um, what was the movie? Get out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause this one early on, you know, he meets the guy and he's like, make fish with your toes. And you think, Oh, it's just like, you know, small talk, but it builds into why he doesn't have his shoes on later. Right. Right. <laughs> and then like, uh, she, you know, she's pissed at him. And so she fucking flips down the picture of them, of their family portrait. And then that's how Hans doesn't see his picture there until the end. Right. Right. So it's just like a bunch of little things like that, that early on you go, Oh, that doesn't matter. But then... But it all comes back around. Comes, exactly. And then the, the scene with Holly, like, there's only, like, before the end, there's only one scene with them together. Mm-hmm. And it lasts maybe three minutes, four. But mm-hmm. it's so good because then that has to carry the whole thing. And it does. Right. But you literally get one scene of them together. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. The, perfect. The, everything about it, like you said, it's just tight. It's, it's like tight. nailed down exactly. God, who directed that? Uh, he, it's a uh, John McTiernan and he was a big action uh, actor, uh, director in the eighties. He did predator as well. Okay. And then he did the hunt for red October, which I've never seen, but I've heard is great. I've also never seen it. Yeah. And then the cinematographer for this one, his name is, uh, uh, Jean de okay. and he directed, he went on to become a director himself and he directed speed and twister. Okay. So yeah, everything about this is just fucking chef's kiss. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, when he when they get into the argument and he realizes he fucked up and he goes, "God damn it, Johnny!" Like hits his head on the side of the door. <laughs> yeah. When they break, the bad guys break into the vault and that one guy's looking at all the bonds and he sees a bronze statue and he flicks the titty. Yeah, right when he walks by, like just like but so many little things that are forever burned into my brain for this movie that I every time I, I watch them I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude, this shit is awesome." Yeah, and uh, God, what's the guy's name? Uh, the cop uh, down uh, on the street. Winslow. His name's, well, his name's not Winslow, but it is right. Winslow. But it's, um, <laughs> right. yeah. he calls him uh, uh, Pal or Al. Yeah. He, he's fucking perfect in that role. Like, everything's just great. Like, you also get the other, like, there's, it also traps John because you have the actual villains. And then you have the, I think it's like, the federal agents that come in and yeah. then like now they're like a second villain agent johnson and johnson yeah <laughs> and, uh, not related <laughs> <laughs> oh god 
it's it, everything is just pinpoint about that, and it takes place in Christmas time. The mm-hmm. only reason this all works is because it's Christmas time, because that's the reason everyone's there. Like it's all perfect. <laughs> and then, but yeah, because in the the score, the, the the score is it's like the sort of fusion of like uh, Christmas music, like Ode to Joy, but it does like this awesome mix of like the classical stuff, and then it's it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely, that's my number one Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and it, go ahead. Oh, it's, it, 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 and it just like flies by. It's like two, I think it's like two hours and 10. Um, yeah, oh, I had no thing idea it was that but, long until like recently. I remember, um, I remember recently seeing it. I was like, Jesus Christ. Cause it goes by so quick every single it, time. Mm-hmm. Another thing, when he jumps off the side of the building, right. And mm-hmm. then he, has to shoot his way in and he's tied to the the fire hose thing right. right and he like jumps in and he like he like comes out of the water in the lobby and he's got a gun and he's like oh shit oh shit and then the elevator dings and then it explodes for no reason <laughs> love it like i was like why did that happen like every time i watch it it goes ding and it just like, it explodes and i i remember telling sydney last year i was like why did that happen like i love that i love that it doesn't go oh there was a bomb in it. it just like happens right um yeah, not nah, everything's just perfect. And um, what's his name Go, coming into the lobby? And he's like, "So, so Worthy patches it. He passes it to Kareem. Back to Magic. Back to Worthy. <laughs> two points." <laughs> and the fucking dude at the bottom that's uh, clearly trying to get with uh, Bruce Willis' ex-wife, just a fucking scumbag, just like an ultimate sleazeball coward. Oh yeah, dude. like it just fuck, <laughs> it's all perfect. Uh, Ellis. Yeah. He, he, I just he gives him the thumbs up and he's all coked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So that one's um. That another one, thing. Another thing. Another oh, thing. Uh, <laughs> fucking Alan Rickman's English or American accent. No God, God, you're one of them. Oh, oh please, please, don't kill me, please. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's it's perfect. That that even scene is specifically played super well. Um, but yeah, super solid, um, all the way through. And it's, again, like I kind of, like I mentioned with Elf being like the most traditional, but still not like the worn down, like, like, uh, well-worn trail of what a Christmas movie is. Like yeah, that, like that's why I prefer these movies. You know what I mean? That's why I prefer Elf, Bad Santa and Die Hard as my Christmas movies. And cause this is my hot take. All right. Ready? You know how I said mm-hmm. Star Wars was yes. trash? Bro, a Christmas story sucks, bro. That movie is the <laughs> slowest, most boring shit I've ever seen in my life. Everyone I don't think loves I... it. They have fucking twenty-four hour fucking marathons on Christmas Day every fucking year on like See, TBS, I don't even think... bro. It's fucking terrible. I don't think I've ever even seen it. Good. It's the <laughs> worst. It's the slowest, most boring shit ever, bro. I would <laughs> never in my life choose to watch that. It, my Bro, if if my sons find a way to ever watch that movie and they're like, it's my favorite Christmas movie, we're canceling Christmas. I'm putting <laughs> coal in all of their beds and we're canceling Christmas. You're going to sit them out in the chair like twenty like uh, Clockwork Orange with the eyelid yes. things and be like, this is bad elf. Look how he fucks that lady in the dressing room. Watch it. <laughs> And then watch Bruce Willis yell yippee ki as he shoots someone. <laughs> what did he say? The quarterback is toast. What did he say? 
<laughs> oh god bro yeah no if anyone ever tells me like you'll shoot your eye out kid be like i will legitimately take a gun and shoot you square in the eye i can't <laughs> oh, um, so that's that's my uh that's my christmas movie hot take that movie's actual flaming hot garbage um <laughs> and i will stand by that forever um, what do you feel about the grinch the jim carrey one what do you think about that one i don't know i don't know what to think of it i I watched it when I was young, so like it seemed okay. And yeah, like, same. But I'm, I guess it's I would give it a better rating than Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I feel too. I'm like, I guess it's okay if you get a chance to watch it or rewatch it or watch a scene from it this holiday season or this Christmas season. Notice how the entire movie is filmed in Dutch angles. It's like you know what I mean. Like it, it what Dutch is angles, a Dutch you know, angle? When, when it's like um. It's like off kilter. It's like sideways. It's like right, um, right, right. Yeah. Um, like it's not forty-five degrees. Like it's not directly forty-five degree angle. It's like right. maybe like thirty or twenty. Watch it and be like, this whole fucking thing is filmed in Dutch angles. Why? What is the point of it? What is Ron Howard thinking? Was he thinking he was making a Dutch movie? Like what is like what is going on here? I feel like it's just like it gives like the impression of just like Ugh, like like bizarre, crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you couldn't lean into that more with anybody other than Gene, uh, Jim Carrey. So it just fucking rolled with it. That's the yeah. only thing I can come up with. But I do remember that because like anytime I can, any of the visuals I can remember of that movie are like him standing there and like you said like a 30 degree angle like he's like looking at the camera all fucking weird <laughs> he's like oh, duh, duh. and he's like oh god or doing his whatever or mid late 2000s shtick yeah exactly I, I fuck i don't know what the fuck was going on with that movie but in my head i'm like it's not bad <laughs> um but yeah so th- those are our quiz uh christmas movie uh movies right yeah mm-hmm. so yep. um we'll call that the episode uh if you want to catch me on social media, you can catch me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at T Money Bags. Um, and I'm, you? oh sorry, and I'm at Ever Castro ninety two on Instagram. All right, and if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod uh, on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly at Different Animals Podcast at Gmail dot com. So mm-hmm. that's the episode. Stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace. See you.